Okay, welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. I thought we should mention, you might have noticed a little slight introduction change there, and we thought we'd change things up a bit, just like we've done with our branding on Instagram and Facebook. We've decided to change things up a bit, so tell us if you like it, if you don't like it, or if you want us to write a completely new intro. We had one written, but Madison's gone on a bit of a hiatus while life is happening, so we thought we'd try something new for a change. We wanted to also remind everyone that if they want to help support us, it doesn't have to cost them anything. If you can just leave us a review, it will help us and it will boost our reach to continue to support other stepmoms. And on that note, how are you doing, Lauren? I am doing okay. I spent all day yesterday, so I'm just happy to not be sick anymore. I can't imagine that. I remember I got food poisoning when Big K was like three or four months old. Oh God. I I don't know if it was food poisoning. I don't know it that I It's okay. I, we have a little visitor today. Yeah. Um, but my husband just keeps saying, Are you sure you're not pregnant? Because <laughs> I kept throwing up and I was like, I am not pregnant. I have food poisoning or something, but I am not pregnant. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like that no. would kind of be like a little bit of a blessing though, just considering how hard you tried for Miss A. Like for it to just happen unplanned that I mean yeah but and I'm not interested in having another one quite yet I know like I'm in mom groups and stuff and they're like oh we had an accident we're two months postpartum or like we're six weeks postpartum and I'm pregnant again I'm like you people need to be more careful because that's just reckless I can't believe that well that's why you're not supposed to have sex in the first six weeks it's not only is your body healing and recovering you're also highly fertile like the most fertile that you ever are is six weeks postpartum. So you can't say it's an accident if you're that stupid. Yeah, exactly. Also, like I just, are these people, like do they have like miracle vaginas that they can handle having sex six weeks postpartum? Because after Big K, it was like six months for me and I had the emergency C-section. And Miss K, although I felt mentally ready, I wasn't physically ready. So how are these people out there having sex six weeks postpartum? I do not know. I was physically ready before I was mentally ready for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's like, it's traumatic. I can't, I don't know how people do it. People are like, oh, no. I just couldn't wait. I'm like, well, you should have because now you have another one. <laughs> exactly. That's just crazy. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better today. When you told me that you're sick, I was like, oh no. Like, and looking after a baby, you didn't have tea, did you? It was just her no. that you were looking after? Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, I just, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. I remember there was a day where Big K caught gastro, then I caught gastro, and then Miss K caught gastro, and I was looking after everyone while dying. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. I was was so grateful that the other two weren't there that week because that was horrendous. Yeah, two is enough when when you're dealing with all that. Yeah, it's crazy. And- other exciting news, I thought we should congratulate Madison on her nuptials. Yeah. How exciting. So um, excited for her. Absolutely. I am too. This has been like a long time coming. And yeah. I thought I'd just put it back out there for anyone who'd missed the episode where we said that Madison was taking a break while life was happening. Madison is still very much involved with RHK. She is just taking a break and she will be back when life settles down. Right. And that's the beauty of having three hosts is that we can take over until she's done. Exactly. And her her spot will still be here. Yep. So so this one, 
I originally had in mind that this episode was going to be kind of more lighthearted, more casual, but then I kind of went on this fact-finding mission and I just started like looking into one-upping and getting into like psychologically how it affects the children and it's become more of a structured factual episode, I guess. That um that is really interesting. I haven't read your facts yet, but uh really interesting that uh, it's like a psychological thing for the kids. I honestly never thought of it that way. Yeah, I I never actually thought about it for the kids either, but as I was reading and typing up show notes for us, I noticed it explains a lot about particularly my stepson's behavior where they <laughs> always try to rub in what's happening at their mother's house or what they have at their mother's house. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a side effect of the one-upping. I got you. That makes sense. Which is just, it wasn't something that I'd ever thought about before. I just kind of was focused on that kid's acting like an asshole. Right, exactly. That's so T does that too. And that's always how I looked at it. Yeah. And it, it's probably going to get worse as she gets older because he'll no longer be rubbing it into you and your husband. He'll be rubbing it into her. Right. Honestly, I didn't think of that either, but that is probably very true. And I just, I didn't notice it a lot until I, like I said, I was typing up the notes and I'm thinking about things and going, yikes, like this is where this is stemmed from. Right. I was honestly worried about like her being like that because like we'll be doing things when he's not with us. And I was like, oh, well, hopefully when she gets older, she doesn't like rub it in his face or whatever. But I never thought of him doing it to her. Mm. Well, I guess Miss K does it a little bit. Like while the boys are at school, I take her to theme parks. Oh. <laughs> because, so where where the boys go to school is right near pretty much all of the theme parks in Australia. So we have the season passes and we didn't renew them for the boys because the prices went up and we're like, what's the point? The boys are kind of getting over them. They were acting very entitled. So we just bought them for Miss Kay and I, and I just take her while the boys are at school and she very smugly rubs it into them when she picks up going, I was at SeaWorld today, or I went to Movie World and I saw Bugs Bunny, or I high five Batman. Hello, Miss A. Miss A is joining us today, so I'm sorry for anyone if you're going to complain about baby noises. We don't have any other option. Yeah, exactly. The other option so. is leaving her by herself right now, so that's all oh, we it's got. okay. I like to look at her. Like I can only see the back <laughs> of her head right now, but I like to look at her, and she's so adorable. Oh, and she's pushing. She's pulling Daddy's cranky face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's her favorite face these days. <laughs> she's changed so much. Like I haven't really seen her. In probably a month, and she's changed so much. It is crazy. I'll have to send you her like month to month photos. Like one to two and two to three is insane changes. It's so crazy. That's mental. So for anyone who didn't see our Instagram stories or our threads or are not in the Facebook group, I posted about one-upping. And I thought I'd give a quick introduction to one-upping in blended families. So in blended families, one-upping involves parents or caregivers competing to excel in various aspects such as gifts, experiences, achievements, and time spent with children, motivated by the need to prove worth or gain approval. This behavior introduces complexities and tensions that disrupt the family's harmony. And what I didn't write down is also that the children, I think I might have written it later, in my notes, but the children can try and one-up each other. Right. So when they're in the other house and they come back, specifically when they have 
step-siblings or half-siblings in the other home and they come back and they're talking about all the great things that they have in their other home or the things they did in their other home, that can also be the one-upping instead of just accepting it gracefully. Right. Okay. Do you um deal with that a lot with Big and Little J to K uh to Big K too? Uh we did a lot with Big J when he was younger, but we we sat down and had a conversation with him, especially after one Christmas. I think we we gave the boys it was the year we gave the boys iPads for Christmas. And they were not brand new iPads. They were secondhand iPads. But then he went back to his mum's house and he got like a $300 gaming keyboard. He got Apple AirPods. What? Yeah. And so he was spruiking about everything he got and he was spruiking about it to Big K. He was spruiking about it to our neighbors. And I said to him, I said, you zip it. Be humble. You can talk about the things you got, but especially when you're talking to people who don't come from split homes, you don't talk about everything you got. You pick a few things and you tell them that's what you got, especially if you know that they're not well off. Right. You know, know, I'm not saying that my neighbors aren't well off. They're they're working class people, but their children aren't getting presents in two homes for Christmas. And they're certainly not getting iPads and Apple AirPods and gaming computers and gaming equipment. Right. Um, So he's definitely more humble about things now. And I don't know if it's with little Jay that it's the age or if it's the autism where he's just so blunt and he he will constantly do it. He'll talk about why everything's better in his mum's home. Mm. You know, he's allowed free access to the internet he has his own xbox you know that's something that he complains about a lot and it's like i don't know if i told you but i was like spooking um it might have been to madison and a couple of my other friends that i got all my christmas shopping done already oh my god tony i was proud of myself that i had even started (laughs) so you know my husband's job's like not guaranteed at the end of the year so just because of like company shifts and stuff like that. So we thought, oh, while he has an income, let's get it done. Also, they're predicting another like retail inflation come the end of September. So we're like, let's get it done now before that. We already had an idea of what the kids wanted, plus things that they needed. So we went and got it done. And so I was spooking. I was like, yes, we spent $100 on each kid, except my husband blew out on Miss K because he likes to spoil her. And as he said, the boys get twice the amount of presents because they have twice the amount of homes. So why can't he buy her twice the amount of presents? So I was like, whatever. Especially like, at the, like the age she's at, like she's going to be getting more like items than the boys anyway, because the stuff she wants is overall cheaper than what they want. Oh yeah. But he didn't buy her the cheap stuff. Oh, <laughs> he, I think the cheapest thing he bought was from like the junk shop, like the $2 shop was a plastic tiara and plastic high heels. Oh, <laughs> that that was the cheapest thing. He, like, I think he bought her like three Elsa dolls. <laughs> Dads and daughters, for sure. <laughs> There's definitely something Ab- there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so then we, because Miss K was with my mum, so we're like, let's get it done because she remembered last year when we took her shopping with us, she remembered the presents that we bought her. So we're like, we can't what? do that this year. <laughs> yeah. So That's when she amazing. opened them. She opened them and it was a present from Santa. And she's like, oh, thank you, mom. It's my my Barbie head. You know, we got one of those Barbie heads so you do the hair and stuff. So like she yeah, remembered. Yeah. So like we can't do that this year. It's got to be kept like <laughs> hidden secret. Right. And then just after we'd picked her up, my husband, we're driving back from my parents. And my husband goes, I think I want to buy 
the boys a second Xbox so that they don't have to share the one. This is him wanting to one-up the other house, right? Right. (laughs) This is my husband wanting to one-up. And I said, there is no way we're buying another Xbox. I said, if you're buying another gaming console, I want a Nintendo Switch. I've wanted a Nintendo Switch for ages because I love playing like Mario games, like Mario Party and Mario Kart. And He's like, no, 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 I want to buy another Xbox. And I'm like, why? And he goes, so they can play Fortnite. I said, they can play Fortnite on a Nintendo Switch. And anyway, so I looked up the price of a brand new Xbox. And I was like, yeah, you're not buying one. He's like, why? How much is it? I'm like, it's $800. What? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, what about a PlayStation? I said, also $800. And then he's like, okay, so what's a Switch then? And I'm like, that's only $460. I said, but it's on sale for 430 at the moment. So we went and picked up a Nintendo Switch. But this is all him wanting to one-up the other house because he's like the boy. his boys have their own separate gaming consoles at their mother's house. That is absolutely insane to me. So do all three of your boys share one gaming console right now? Yeah. So if you were to get another one, there would still be sharing anyway. Oh, no. His plan is to buy a second TV and then put them side by side. But there's three boys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they'd still have to share. But right. like at the moment, some of the games they play, you can only have one or two player. Oh, okay. So, so in his mind is we get the second gaming console, then like all four kids can play like two on one console, two on the other console. I gotcha. That does make sense, but not for $800 plus the cost of a TV. Right. So yeah. Well, it's going to cost him about $800 because he bought the cheaper console and still has to buy a TV. But this is his idiotic thinking. And I'm just cheering that I now have a Nintendo Switch and it gives me something to do during the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But yeah, and he even said it. He's like, I I need something better. When we go to 50-50 in January, I want the boys to have something else that they want to come here for, especially because, you know, Big J has his computer in his room, Little J has an Xbox in his room, and here they have to share. Oh, yeah. That's like a shame, though, because they don't actually spend any time together. I know. Well, they play... They. They spend time together while playing video games, It's but it's not the same. Like, it's not the same no. as, like, you and I growing up with our siblings. Right. <laughs> That's sad. So, but I have to admit, like, the boys play outside an awful lot as well because we make them play outside. And because of Jay's escalating behaviors, we've banned all video games Sunday, 6 p.m. through to Friday after school. Oh, wow. Okay. So none of them are allowed to play video games during the school week because Jay was just becoming erratic and out of control. Like, did I message you like the past weekend where he flipped out and attacked his sister? Yeah. He was playing video games. Is that rule only at your house or does that apply at by a mom's? And just at our house because she doesn't yeah. carry punishments, you know, just, just like after the incident where he beat the crap out of the kid at school and she said, oh, he's not allowed to play Fortnite anymore. But the previous weekend, as soon as he went back to her, he was playing Fortnite. So don't tell us he can't play Fortnite if you're going to yeah. let him play Fortnite. Right. So. So annoying. It is so annoying. Do you experience any like behaviors with tea? Like, or does your husband one up or does Karen one up? So I don't, I never really looked at it as like one upping. Um, But Karen does like live outside her means in Mm-hmm. like just specifically to buy tea things or take him places and like stuff like that like she can't actually afford it but uh she does it anyway i never really thought of it as like one-upping i've always looked at it as like buying his love type of thing so mm-hmm. i'm not actually sure why like what her motivation is for doing it but 
we do have to deal with him talking about it constantly that he brings uh, she brings him to Disney and he has bigger Lego sets there and he has better versions of things there. So um, it is very frustrating to listen to. The buying the love thing can be very much one upping. And I did write something about that further down. I can't find it right now. I'm sure I'll get to it. But yeah, like the holidays, it's like I was telling you off recording how Karen has emailed us and she's taking the boys on another international holiday. She's taking them on a cruise at Christmas. Like you can't say that's one up. Like that's not one upping. The fact that you're taking them on two international holidays for a period of a total of what, four and a half weeks in one calendar year. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Yeah. And I don't, if her income is what it says it is based off what we get given from child support, I don't know how she's affording it besides the fact that either A, she's lying about her income or B, she's banking the child support to pay for it. Or she's just going into debt, which is also possible. Yes, that's number three that she's going into debt and she can't afford it, but she's doing it to one up because we are going to 50-50 custody in January. So she wants to be the better household. Right. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's why she was doing it. Absolutely. Like, here's my husband buying gaming consoles because that's why he's doing it. Right. True. <laughs> so, Do you experience that on the other side, like with uh, Big K's dad? His only form of one-upping is the fact that he buys Big K regular takeaway because I don't buy a lot of takeaway foods. So when – and he's allowed to play video games all weekend long, which to me isn't really one-upping because – when he tells me he wants to go to his dad's, it's to eat, take fast food and to play video games. And I'm like, okay, have fun. Right. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really sound like one-upping. I think I think his dad might think the fact that for the past few years we've had season passes to the theme parks could be one-upping because Big K said something to me once about his dad asked him, like, do you like going to the theme parks? Do you feel you need to go to the theme parks? Like, he was really questioning him about that is what Big K was telling me. And I was like, oh, okay, Mike, we just did it because – if you buy the, the pass, it's cheaper for the whole year and it gives us something to do, even if we just pop to the theme park and spend a couple of hours there. Right. It was money well spent. Right. And the theme park by us, it's like, it, it's like, it, it costs $60 to go once or like a hundred to go twice or for the season pass. So it's like, if you go twice, the season pass already makes sense. Yeah, right. So for the only one I can think of right now is SeaWorld because I was there the other day. It's $110 a day or $230 for the annual pass or $220 for the locals pass. So straight away, it makes sense for us to buy the locals pass rather than paying to go once. Right, exactly. So, I mean, if you're going to go more than once, then you should just get the pass. Exactly. And once you've gone twice, it's paid for it. So money well spent, right? Exactly. So, but I thought I'd get into some of the challenges arising from one-upping. So I wrote down here. The phenomenon of one-upping poses challenges within blended family dynamics. Parents' rivalry for superiority erodes trust and collaboration, while insecurities trigger resentment when validation efforts fall short. Children caught in the crossfire of parental rivalry endure emotional strain. Disrupted parenting unity, strained co-parenting 
co-parenting relationships, and inauthentic interactions compound these complexities, necessitating open conversation and cooperating for a healthier family environment. So that's some of the challenges. And then for anyone that's still struggling to understand the one-upping in blended families is one-upping within blended families signifies a competitive mindset among parents or caregivers. Attempts to outshine others manifest through grand gestures, elaborate gifts, notable achievements, or increased involvement. Motivations often center on proving worth, gaining recognition, or asserting dominance. This rivalry can generate tensions impacting relationships and dynamics within the blended family unit. This can Also flow down to the children who might try to show off why their home is better than the other home they share with their step or half siblings. Yeah, that, um, I feel like that's probably the hardest part of it. Like we haven't experienced it yet, but I could see that like them showing off to their other siblings is gotta be like the hardest part about it. Yeah, it is. And it's like I said to, we were talking about, we want to go on a holiday to Tokyo And I said to my husband, like, I'd really want to take Big K because he really loves Japanese food. I don't know where he gets it from because I hate it. Um, (laughs) But he's very intrigued by the Japanese culture. And I just feel like he could appreciate it. He might be the younger out of the three boys, but the older two boys wouldn't appreciate it. Right. They wouldn't appreciate the culture. They probably wouldn't eat half the food. And, you know, I'd said to Big K in passing, like, I'd really like to take you to Tokyo one day. And he got really excited. And then he turned around and told the boys going, oh, mom said the next family holiday we're going on is to Tokyo. And I was like, "Mm, well, actually, I wouldn't want to take those two. Yeah. Also, that's not really exactly what you said. Exactly. Like he just (laughs) he took it as it would be a family holiday rather than just me taking him or us going as a family of four. But that's something that I said to my husband, like, why should Big K miss out on things because you don't want to take the other two boys because they're getting it with their mom? And like, that comes from my husband. He's like, I don't need to take them. They're getting it from their mom. And it's like, okay, but Big K's not getting it from his dad. Right. So if I'm in a position to do that, I want to do that. Like, I don't, I don't care if I have to bank my child support for a couple of years to be able to take him on a holiday like that. You know, isn't that what child support's for to spend on the child? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's something that I do. It's like when we went to Fiji to help with the cost, I used my child support to pay for Big K's share of the trip. Right. I I like that because um like he, uh, T goes to like Disney or Universal Universal oh my god Disney <laughs> or Universal every year almost every year and not only is that something that my husband and I have absolutely no interest in taking her to it's also like I don't like we couldn't afford to go every year because we we're paying someone's child support so she's going to get like less chances to travel anyway so if mm-hmm. we're going to travel with her we're going to go somewhere with culture or something not just and no hate to Disney World and people who love it it's just not my thing it's never been my thing I went when I was like 12 I've been a couple times as a kid but I went when I was 12 the last time and I hated every second of it and I feel like I have this like deep-seated hatred for it because of that trip I think growing up in a country that doesn't have Disney it it's always been like a childhood dream so I want to take my kids am I going to be able to afford to take my kids Probably not. I can't even afford to go. <laughs> right. Because you would have to go to a whole different country for it. Exactly. Like, but I, we, we did look, remember I was telling you, we were looking going, oh, you know, we could get cheap flights. We could get cheap flights to New York, but then the price went up. We looked for Hawaii. It was going to cost us to fly 
and just the three of us to Hawaii, it was like two and a half grand return. We're like, sweet, that's like how much it costs us to fly to Fiji. But then the accommodation was going to cost us 10 grand. Yeah, that's where they get you in Hawaii. That was 10 grand Australian, not 10 grand US. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're like, yeah, no thanks. Right. Yeah, that is definitely where they get you. So, like, there's no way that we could afford to. I've got to win the lotto or my husband's got to start making money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or or maybe. Is it any cheaper cheaper to go to uh, Europe? Because there's one in, like, France or something, right? Yeah, well, that's another reason why we're looking at going to Tokyo. So the cheapest Disney to go to is Tokyo. Oh, okay. So that's that's why we're looking at that. It's cheaper to go to that one. But I want to go to America because I want to meet you and Madison in person. I know. And I know. I was I talking know. to the bonus moms on their podcast and she, they were like, have you guys met in person? I was like, nope, <laughs> never. Nope. A whole oh. world away from each other. Maybe one day we'll get picked up by like a podcast producing company and then we, we'll start making money and we'll be able to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> so... All right, so let's keep going. Factors contributing to one upping. One upping originates from a convergence of factors in blended families. Insecurity and the quest for validation drive parents to seek affirmation through competitive actions, which I was talking about before, where Karen is buying T's love. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure my Karen's doing the same thing, right? Yeah. I, I know my husband's trying. The Intricacies of blended family dynamics intensified these tendencies, heightening rivalry and the desire to prove oneself. Additionally, external pressures like societal expectations contribute to this behavior, propelling parents into a cycle of one-upping in pursuit of perceived success. Yeah, perceived success is the key word there. Exactly. And, you know, it's just little things like I notice with Big J more and more, like he's noticing it. Like he, he notices all the things that his mum buys him, but who's there helping him with his homework? Who's meeting at the school? You know, I arranged for him to go to homework club and he came back and the first day he went, he slammed the car door. He refused to talk to me. He was throwing like a bit of a hormonal tantrum. He didn't want to go, but he came to the afternoon. He was like, thank you so much for homework, taking me to homework club. You know, I got my assignment done. It was great. I have one-on-one, like he was working one-on-one with a teacher aide to help him with his assignment. And he actually got an assignment done. And he's like, I need to go back tomorrow so I can work on my other assignment. And then he he said to my husband and I, he was like, I want to go again next week, but I don't know how to ask mom. You know, I don't think he was like, I don't think she'll drop me off. Probably not. She won't even take him to football. Right. Well, the school's closer to us. So you would hope, you know, this this is the whole reason she had to have the school that was closest to her. Like I got up at 530 in the morning every day this week to get them to school, like to get up, get myself ready, get Miss K ready and get them to school so that he could go to homework club. Oh, yeah. If the school's going to be closer to her, she should have to take them to uh, extracurriculars. Exactly. Like just dropping. And it's only 15 minutes early. He said that she drops him off at 8.30 and he needs to be at school by 8.15. Oh, my God. So it's 15 minutes early. We've sent an email tonight. That's the email that I was writing while we were waiting to log on to just be like, you know, he, he's seeing the benefit of this. Can you also be supportive and support him and by taking him to school 15 minutes early? So we'll see because he needs to attend next week. Otherwise, he's going to fail his English assignment. And I know he will because he has only done half of it. Oh, man. Well, hopefully so, she actually gets him. Hey, hopefully. Hey. So, and then 
I wrote notes on parties involved and the impact of one-upping. The spectrum of one-upping extends to various parties within blended families. Biological parents aim to validate their caregiving capabilities while step-parents vie for significance. Children witness the competitive behavior, grapple with confusion and emotional strain. Addressing these impacts necessitates conscious efforts to foster a healthier family environment. The thing is, though, if you're in a high-conflict situation, you can't address it with the other parent. Right. So true. <laughs> you can just try and teach the children to be humble, right? Like we we had to do with Big J. Doing exactly. With little J. Well, but there's still time for him, though. There's still time. Hopefully with more therapy, he'll adjust. I would like to think so. so. Me too. So the negative ramifications of one-upping, one-upping's practice within blended families yields adverse outcomes. Constant competition strains, relationships between parents, children, and co-parents fostering resentment and self-doubt. Inauthentic interactions driven by rivalry hinder genuine care, which we all know. Addressing this behavior is urgent to cultivate a nurturing and harmonious family environment. But like I just said, you can't address it if you're in a high conflict, high conflict situation. So your only option is to address it with the children and try and make them humble. Right. Yeah. And like realize like, not directly, I guess, but like try to make them realize that buying things, it doesn't mean affection and actually doing things and showing up for them does. That's it. And like I just explained, Big J's 13 and he's starting to realize that. Right. And that definitely comes with age on on some level. And he still has that loyalty bind. Like, you know, he'll take his mum's calls even when he doesn't want to talk to her just because, well, it's fear, right? It's fear. But And, of course, he's a 13-year-old boy. What 13-year-old boy isn't going to like it when he gets new gaming crap and AirPods and whatever? But he's starting to show appreciation for the thing. Oh, you froze on me. I don't want to keep talking if you can't hear me. Okay, I can hear you now. You did freeze though, so I don't know if that recorded. That's okay. I can just cut that. That was just me talking shit anyway. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I have a couple of effective strategies to address one-upping, which is countering the divisive impact of one-upping in blended families requires proactive approaches. Prioritize open communication for clear expectations and boundaries among co-parents. That's not going to happen if you are in a high conflict situation. So scrap that if you're in a high conflict situation like most of us are. But that's if you're in, you know, a harmonious co-parenting relationship and you have the ability to talk to your co-parent about it. Otherwise, keep the focus on the children's well-being, fostering unity over personal competition. And I did write about embrace, embrace a collaborative stance to strengthen family ties and encourage self-awareness to tackle underlying insecurities. When I wrote that, I meant within your household, because if you have a high conflict situation, it's not going to work. So when it's in your household, just as I've said, you know, we've talked about the kids, about trying to keep them humble and it's not a competition between the siblings of who has the better house. This is our home. What happens in our home matters. What happens in your other home, I couldn't care less about. And I said that, like, um, little Jay brought something up today. I said, you know what, mate? I don't give a crap what happens in your mother's house. That's her house. Her rules do not fall into my house. So. Yeah. I was actually thinking uh, that, we should do uh, a whole episode on like house rules and how to like, um, I don't know, like, ex- like have them accept that things happen differently in both houses. So that's such mm-hmm. a great point. That's perfect. Um, and that that's pretty much all I have for my notes. So do you want to get into some of what our listeners had to say? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Do you want to read them while? Uh, yeah, I'll read them until 
she starts fussing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so every single day she's constantly buying new toys to buy her love. Nothing important. She is always uh, doing the same thing right after we do it, then mad that we did it. That's annoying. Yeah. If she was doing the same thing that we did right after we did it, that would really annoy me. Yeah. The only time that's happened for us is like the engagement and the wedding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Those are pretty big things, though. So, but I was just thinking about like another thing that happened was I bought Big K a brand new scooter for his birthday one year and the other boys had scooters. My husband bought Big J's one and Karen bought Little J's one and they used to go between houses and then the boys asked to leave them here because they don't use them at their mum's and then she kept cracking the shits because we weren't returning them. So my husband went, fuck it, you keep them, I'll buy brand new scooters. So that was just him being a little bit spiteful there instead of just, you know, and then it just treated the kids that they got scooters for no reason, which kind of pissed me off because it was right after Big K's birthday. So I guess that's sort of a little bit of one-upping that's happening within the household, right? I've been so, so tempted though, like to do the same thing, to be like, I don't even want to deal with this, just keep it and we'll buy our own. Yeah. Well, we did that with um, the iPads. That's why the kids got iPads for Christmas one year was because I don't even know if I spoke about it on the podcast. That's a whole other story, but there was an issue with iPads. We don't have time for me to get into it today. I don't know if I spoke about it on the podcast, but I definitely spoke about it with you. Yeah, I feel like it was on the podcast, but I might be wrong. Anyway. No time to get into it today. If anyone wants to <laughs> yeah. hear about it, send me a DM. Yeah. Uh, you can always right. tell it in the too. So the next one is a friend asked me if I was trying to one up for my stepdaughter's birthday by taking her on a shopping trip to Dallas, where I'm from. I had never even thought of that. I was just doing for her what I wanted to do that birthday. And visit my friends and family. I do have more means than her mom, but I have never viewed one household doing things as one-upping. I feel the same way about that also. Mm -hmm. I did message this one and I said, it sounds like a lovely birthday. The difference is the intent. And I messaged someone else about that as well. Someone else commented and I spoke about it's the intent behind it. If you're doing it to intentionally one-up the other household, that's one-upping. If you're doing it genuinely because you want to spend time with the kids and have fun with the kids, that that's not one-upping because you have a genuine want or desire to spend time with the kids. You're not doing it to just one-up the other house. Right, exactly. And you're right. The intent behind it is what makes it or breaks it for sure. Absolutely. Do you want me to read the other ones or are you good to read them? You can go ahead. Okay. So the next one is, this is hard to admit, but I definitely do this. I feel like I get validation out of knowing we do more fun stuff and make adventurous memories with the kids. Most of the time they say they watch TV on the iPad phone the whole time at Biomums. This I get, but are you intentionally, once again, it comes down to the intention. So are you intentionally going and doing these fun things with the kids just to rub in the fact that you're doing it? Or are you doing it because you want to spend time with them? Because the same could be said for us, buying theme park tickets. We're doing it because we want to spend time with the kids. We want to give them a fun experience, not because they don't have it in the other house, but it's because that's what we choose to do with them. Right. I mean, I also get the temptation to intentionally one up also. I don't do it, but I get it when you're like, Mm -hmm. you hear about, oh, like this happened in this house and this is better and blah, blah, blah. I get like, I get that temptation for sure. Um, but it's not good for anybody to do that. So, uh, like you said, it is definitely about the intent, but Mm -hmm. if they're not doing anything at bio mom's house, you should be taking them places and actually like letting them live their childhood. 
Exactly, and you shouldn't feel guilty about it at all. Yeah, right. So, and the next one we received was after, and this was not me, (laughs) but it sounds very similar to the story I just told about the scooter. After stepson eight received a scooter for Christmas from us, one week later, Karen gifted stepson eight an electric scooter just because. Oh, that's annoying. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. So annoying. And- that's just so sorry. So this woman that wrote this one, she's in Queensland where I'm from, and it's actually against the law to ride an electric scooter. I think you've got to be over twelve. Oh, really? I think so. It's actually against the law. Yeah, because well, even there was a fourteen-year-old kid at the high school near where I live who came off his electric scooter and died. Oh my god, that's horrible. <clears throat> yeah. So they've actually created like laws. So an eight-year-old technically shouldn't even be driving like riding around on an electric scooter in the state that I live in. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So was the the stepson bought or the scooter bought for the first stepson, was that not an electric scooter or what? I'm it? guessing I'm guessing not because she just wrote scooter. So I think yeah. to one up, they've gone out, like Karen's gone out of her way to go, well, you got a scooter. I'm going to do one better. I'm going to buy you an electric scooter. But assuming those two stepsons are from the same bio mom, that's horrible for the kids no it's like the it's- one stepson it's the one stepson oh oh okay i thought there is so okay no no, no. so it's so stupid it's <laughs> it's baby brain it lasts it lasts forever so no this <laughs> is this woman's stepson her I and- two different initials no so no no I'm like okay all right well that's my fault anyway i should change my so wedding horrible. Yeah. Because now he's only going to want to use the electric one. Exactly. And he's only going to have it in one house. Right. This this is why one-upping sucks. Yeah. Do you want to read the last one? Yes. Uh, Forever being one-upped by Disney mom, who is rarely actually around by her own choice, just comes along with fun, shiny things. That makes me so sad. That's horrible. It it does. And that's like, I'm probably going to get shit if my sister listens to this, but you know, she doesn't talk to me anyway. So what's the matter? But that's something that my mum always said that my older brother and sister's mum always did. Oh, really? Yeah. Would always come along with fun, shiny things and be in and out. Yeah. I have a friend who just got divorced and her ex does that. And he just come, like he moved across the country and then, yeah, like before the divorce was even finalized. And then he'll just like send boxes of like toys and stuff and have the kids FaceTime him while they open it. And it's like, oh, daddy bought us all this fun stuff. And it's like, Meanwhile, my friend is, like, struggling to even get them, like, food and stuff on a regular basis. It's just so unfair. Like, pay your child support. Try doing that first because he doesn't yeah, pay your child support. It's like one of my um, – one of my – I guess you could call her friends now that I met through Instagram. She just posted the other day where she's got two baby daddies. One doesn't work but will always find a way to help her out, right? Nice. The other The other one has just estimated a $0 income the Australian child support system. So he's paying her nothing. Mind you, this is after he insisted she put their son into a private school. Oh my God. I would lose it. Private school is so expensive. So expensive. Like the cheapest one we have here is two and a half grand a year. That is the cheapest. 
and that's I mean that's still pretty expensive yeah like and they just go up from there and where she is and from what she's told me about the school I don't think she's paying two and a half grand a year I think she's probably paying like two and a half grand a term yeah that's what I was thinking Uh, I went to private school and they did it like by semester or like by quarter or something like that so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's expensive it's crazy because we looked at sending Miss K to private school and we looked at a few and the cheapest we found was two and a half grand a year but then the most expensive was like 50 grand a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so insane. It's like uh, the high schools are as much as college. Yeah, it's just, I can't imagine. It's just, it's insane. It's like I added up, that just brings me back to when Big K finished daycare. So he went five days a week from four and a half months old until he turned five. And I worked out I was spending at least 10 grand a year out of pocket to send him to daycare. Oh my God. That's so why I deal with, that's insane. That's mm-hmm. why I just deal with working and taking care of her. It's like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but at least it's not $10,000. But it's hard. Even, even like, okay, when I was not working with Miss K at home when she was that little, that was easy. But now she demands so much of my time. It's so hard to get anything done. I can't, I, like I said to you the other day, I struggle to make content. Like, do you know how much brain capacity that takes? Like, that's why everyone's only seeing lunchboxes and what I'm eating during the day, because (laughs) that is all I have the capacity for right now. Right. I like your lunchbox post. I'm always like, I wish Tony would come and make my lunch because he's always like, (laughs) (laughs) even you're like, oh, this is all we have left in the fridge and it's grocery day lunches still look pretty good. It's like, well, Big K's got like a cheese sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> like two slices of bread with butter and cheese and like half a mandarin. And I told him they're having a competition at school. Like if you order, cause it's book week here at the moment. I don't know if you guys celebrate book week over there, but the kids uh, dress up as their favorite book character to go with the theme. And um, his school tuck shop canteen thing is um, hosting a competition. So if you order tuck shop, you go into a drawer to win like a golden ticket and it's like like a chocolate show bag or whatever. So I was like, I'll buy you tuck shop. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. We don't have like designated book week, but every school I know of does do something like that. Yeah. I just so don't think it's all in the same week. Well, that's what it is here at the moment. So that's fine. But- we're out of listener questions and Miss A is tired and cranky, so I should let you go. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, threads. Lauren's getting better at posting on Facebook, I noticed. I don't know about TikTok. I haven't seen anything there for a while. but I post you know. there like once a week on TikTok. I, just, I don't have TikTok, so I always forget about it. That's right. We'll get there. And please leave us a five-star review and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.